listening to the sermon podcast of Brockport First Baptist. We are a progressive American Baptist congregation located about 20 minutes outside of Rochester, New York. To learn more about our church and support our ministries, please visit BrockportFirstBaptist.org. Our gospel for today is John 11, verses 32 to 44. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tube. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I know that you, are, you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. The gospel of the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ. You may be seated. So um, I mentioned at the start of the service that this was going to be a very different uh, sort of worship service from what we normally do. Uh, It's also different on a preaching front because I am not used to preaching from four texts at once. So I hope you all have an extra two hours uh, to spare this morning. No. Um, The passages, sorry, Siri thinks I'm talking to her. Go away. The passages we've chosen uh, for this service are all traditional readings for All Saints Day and All Souls Day, uh, which were both this past week. And I know that All Saints Day is a holiday that's not typically recognized by Baptists. Um, It's not recognized in most Protestant churches, for that matter. But it's actually one of the oldest holidays in the church. The roots of all saints go all the way back to the 4th century, the 300s, um, around the time that the New Testament was officially canonized. Which means that long before Christians were celebrating Christmas on December 25th, or recognizing seasons like Lent and Advent, the early church would get together periodically to light candles, say prayers, and read these passages in memory of the departed. Martyrs, saints, heroes of the faith, friends and loved ones they had lost. That's where these readings come from. And taken together, these four readings tell a story. That story starts with Isaiah 25 and the prophet's vision of a future when God will swallow up death forever. That's an incredible image, isn't it? To think of God swallowing up death. Typically, I think of death swallowing us, right? Like death takes from us. It takes friends, it takes loved ones, it takes family members. 
But the Jews of the Old Testament, our ancestors in the faith, put their hope in a God who would one day swallow up death. They couldn't have possibly understood what that meant, right? Like, like I'm standing here and I'm not even sure I fully understand what it means. This is poetry, after all. But there's still that hope that one day God is going to overcome death. We tend to think about death in very individualistic terms, um, very personal terms. We think about our own death or the death of people we knew, um, our loved ones. That's super important. But the vision of the Old Testament was much more communal and uh, much more cosmic in scope. When they talked about God swallowing up death, they were looking ahead to a future when God would be all in all. A day when God would rescue the earth and all of its inhabitants, establishing peace between the nations, erasing all trace of war, sin, and death, and establishing God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. That's the salvation message of the Old Testament. That's the hope that the psalmist is pointing to when he sings of God as the good shepherd in Psalm 23, when the psalmist talks about the God who walks with us through the darkest valleys from death into life. And it's the same hope that Martha, the sister of Lazarus, points to when Jesus arrives to the tomb. We didn't read that part of the story because it's a really long story, Um, but I'd encourage you on your own to read John 11, the raising of Lazarus. It's incredible. Um, And when Jesus first shows up to the tomb, Martha is actually the first sister who encounters him. And just like Mary, she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus replies to her, your brother will rise again, And Martha says, I know he will rise again on the last day. The last day she's talking about is that hope, that vision from Isaiah of a future when God is going to come to restore creation and defeat death. Martha is crushed at the loss of her brother. And all she has to cling to is this hope that maybe someday God is going to make things right. Maybe God is going to show up and finally then her pain will be wiped away. But Jesus has something a little more immediate in mind. The raising of Lazarus is this incredible story with all these twists and turns. We see Jesus go through the full gamut of emotions. He comforts Mary and Martha in their time of loss. Um, He weeps at the passing of his friend. Jesus faces a crowd of doubters who are like, isn't this the guy who heals people? Why doesn't he do something? And I imagine it's got a sting for Jesus when Mary and Martha both say, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. How many of us have been there before, asking that kind of question in our prayers to God? God, where are you? Why weren't you here? Why didn't you do something? It's those times when it's dark and it feels like there's no hope. It feels like God is far away. If you had been here. It's a conversation I've had with a lot of people lately um, because it's been a really tough year. We've had a number of folks in our church uh, in and out of the hospital. We've also have a number of people who have um, lost 
people in the last year. Um, I lost two uncles this year, both of whom were way too young. And I've had a lot of conversations um, with people who are asking why. Why does this happen? Why do we suffer? Why does it hurt so bad? And I'm going to tell you, there is no good answer to those questions. There is no excuse, no good reason for the pain in our world, as far as I can tell. Um, Philosophers have been asking the same question for thousands of years. They haven't come up with a good answer yet. Um, The Bible doesn't even really bother with that question. There is no effort in Scripture to justify our pain or to explain it away. Instead, what Scripture does over and over again is it points us to the God who is with us in our suffering. Jesus shows up to the tomb of Lazarus, not to answer, uh, offer answers or explanations. He shows up to mourn. He shows up to weep with Mary and Martha. God is present with us in our pain. God is there to weep with us. God knows what it feels like to lose a friend, to lose a child. God has been through hell, quite literally. That's what it took to save us. Scripture tells us over and over again that God is there in the valley of the shadow of death. We just have to open our hearts and look, and we'll find God. That's only part of the story. That's not the only thing that the raising of Lazarus reveals to us. It also points to a God who raises the dead. Jesus calls into the tomb, and Lazarus comes walking out alive. We have a king who raises the dead, you guys. We follow a Lord who raised himself from the dead, defeating death once and for all. See, the raising of Lazarus, it's an awesome story. It's a miracle, right? And miracle is just a fancy word for a magic trick, right? Like Jesus, Jesus calls into the tomb, and then ta-da, Lazarus comes walking out. It's a magic trick. But the raising of Jesus from the dead is something altogether different. Jesus conquered death on Easter Sunday. He swallowed it up. It's that vision of Isaiah 25 realized in a person. A person. Death tried to take him out. Death tried to swallow him, but Jesus overcame death. And the resurrection of Jesus, it works almost like a window that we could look through, giving us a glimpse of the future that awaits us all. Paul writes in Romans that Christ unites with us in death so that we can unite with him in resurrection. If we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. It's a really complicated way to say that in the resurrection of Jesus, we catch a glimpse, a preview of the future that awaits us all. We see the future that awaits every single one of these saints pictured up here. Because Jesus conquered sin, we have conquered sin. Sin no longer has dominion over us. 
Because Jesus conquered death, we have conquered death. Death no longer has dominion over us. Maybe you read the story and you identify with Mary and Martha. Maybe you're the one asking God right now, why weren't you here? My hope is that you take comfort in the God revealed in Jesus. The God Jesus is pointing us to, the God who comes alongside us to weep with us in our pain. The God who carries us when we can't walk. And the God who actually knows what we're going through because God went through it too. May you take comfort in the promise of resurrection. The God who swallowed up death forever, giving us a hope that goes way beyond the saving of our souls to a vision of the entire world being made new and set right. A world where death is no more, where pain and violence and suffering are no more, a world where God is gonna wipe away every tear from our eyes. The resurrection of Jesus reveals that nothing is ever lost. Death has been defeated. Sin is overcome. A grand reunion is coming when God brings heaven to earth. All these saints will rise with Christ and we're gonna rise with him too. And uh, it's gonna be one heck of a party, you guys. Let's pray. God, on this All Saints Sunday, we give you our hearts, we give you our joys, and Lord, we give you our pain. Thank you for revealing your power over death with the raising of Lazarus. Thank you for defeating death on the cross. Thank you, God, for shepherding us through the valley of death's shadow, and thank you for all the saints you've brought into our lives. Give peace to those who mourn. Help us to feel your presence in times of grief. Come quickly, Lord, and swallow up death forever. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. You can connect with us on Facebook at Brockport First Baptist, on Twitter at BrockportFB, and on our website, BrockportFirstBaptist.org. Our theme music was composed by Scott Holmes. This has been a production of Brockport First Baptist.